This is the Journal of Ecology podcast. I'm Scott Chamberlain. We often think of published papers as the currency of science. However, scientists do a lot of work that does not go into published papers. Think about all those figures you created that didn't quite make it into the paper. What about proposals that were or were not funded and posters from conferences? A new startup, Figshare, allows scientists to share all their research findings and get credit for them. I recently caught up with Mark Hannell, founder of Figshare, at their office in London to chat about Figshare and data sharing. Hi, I'm Mark Hannell, um, former researcher and founder of Figshare.com. Can you, can you briefly explain what uh, Figshare is? Uh, so Figshare is a platform uh, for academic researchers um, to publish all of the research outputs um, that they otherwise wouldn't publish. So a lot of files such as uh, vi- videos and data sets, uh, even presentations that often you wouldn't get credit for, uh, researchers can upload to Figshare for free and make them citable, shareable and discoverable with a DOI. Can you share a, a brief use case of what someone um, would actually do with Figshare? Yeah, we're, we're, we're seeing that lots of people are using it in lots of different ways that we would have never thought of, so uh, they're coming up with all the good ideas. But there is a, a lot of the time people are finding certain files that publishers won't accept or are too big for the, for the supplemental information and what have you, and they're uploading them onto Figshare uh, and then referencing them in the paper. So they're saying... Here is the data set behind this research, and there's a DOI there in the reference list, and it takes you over to the data set so you can download it and see and interrogate the research a little better. So your tagline is uh, get credit for, for all your research. Is this still the main motivation for Figshare? Yeah, um, this came from when I was a researcher myself, and I had this problem that I had a lot of different files and I didn't know where to put them, and I got the feeling that of all the research I was doing, I wasn't having as much impact that, as I could be having because the research was never going to be seen by people outside of my lab and uh, I couldn't really justify the reason for this. Um, so in, a, in the space we're in now, we're very much moving towards the idea that um, if all research is made available online and content is disseminated in much the way that uh, YouTube disseminates videos, then it would be better for the overall good of uh, academia and research. And so getting credit for all your work, uh, get credit for all your research comes down to the idea that um, as a researcher, what is going to motivate me to move to this space where I'm putting all my work online and I'm making it available uh, through things like an API so that we really can build on top of the corpus of knowledge that we have. And so uh, get credit for all your research is the way we kind of we put metrics on every uh, article that's made live. So every file you can see how many views and how many shares and downloads and what have you. When people talk about data sharing now in science, it's, it's some of the appeals to that cause are often talked about in terms of um, you know, doing it for the good of science. But, it, but this is sort of not, doesn't appeal to the selfishness of, uh, of scientists. So, so it seems like Talking about data sharing as getting credit for all your research uh, seems like it might make sharing more appealing. Does that does that seem true to you? Yeah, I mean, uh, there is this competition in science and in academia. I say science because I'm from a life science background, uh, but Figshare does cater for humanities and other sciences. But um, there is this idea that everybody is in direct competition with all the other researchers because there's a limited number of jobs, and in order to advance in your career, 
you have to show something, you have to be better than the other people, your direct competitors. And so there is this pushback against sharing data. Everyone agrees that for, for the good of academia and the progress of uh, science, you know, everything being available online and, and making all your data available is a good thing to do. Um, the, the problem being that is it necessarily good for my individual career? So the way we deal with that is to try and make it uh, good for your career. And, you know, we, we, we do cater to the, to the egos of acad academics, and I, I feel I can say that because I, I built a whole platform for, to cater to my ego. And, um, you know, there is things, the, the NSF in the U.S. Is, uh, is, has recently changed its statement on how it was going to be uh, tracking the outputs of its research uh, that it funds, and it's not going to be tracking publications anymore, it's going to be tracking products. So there is this general change that's happening that more and more researchers are going to be getting, you know, uh, credit in their, in their CV for all of their research outputs and not necessarily the binary, you know, uh, PDF publications that, that doesn't really tell you all of the, the hard work that someone might have put into a project or all of the impact that that project may have had. So this is just kind of, I think the data sharing levels the playing field in that way and, and, and that's why it's appealing to researchers now mm -hmm. and the obvious reasons why it's appealing to funders and because they get they get more for their money. There are various ways to get scientists to share data. There's um, forcing sharing by funding agencies, um, publishers, uh, or universities, or, or encouraging them um, by making it easier to share. And it seems like Figshare has definitely taken this latter approach of, of making it easier to share. Um, do you think the encouragement is enough um, to get a critical mass of scientists sharing data? I think that this is going to be, I mean, it's the it's age-old carrot and stick. Mm -hmm. And the, the sticks is what I was referring to before with the research uh, funding bodies moving towards this mandating. And uh, we have it, you know, we already have an open access mandate in the UK now. And with that, there's this uh, push for open access to research data behind these papers. And as we go for this... I think there's there's always going to be more and more. It's it's going to be inevitable that people are going to be sharing a lot more of their data because the things that they are judged on and the things that they have to do. A lot of researchers will will do go to great lengths to please their funders, mm -hmm. and so as we move towards that, it seems that there's going to be lots of different areas where people can share their research. And the idea that the encouragement and the and the and the catering to um, egos of researchers is something that we are looking towards, but also with regards to things like simplicity. I mean, the idea when I when I was looking for places to share my research, I couldn't find anywhere that was really simple. And you know, the, as I said, mentioned, I referred to YouTube before. There's so many places that have mastered this content distribution, and they just have a, a few. If you look at GitHub, if you look at Flickr, if you look at YouTube, you can see there's a few things in their formula that they try to do. And it's kind of, you know, they visualize the content. They host the content in the format that it was produced in. Uh, they have cool little bells and whistles like an API to make it simple for those who want to use those functionalities. And so with Figshare, we've tried to keep it stupidly simple and just follow that, that kind of uh, model that has been proven to be successful on the internet. 
And by following that, we think that if you're going to be pushed to share your researcher by the stick, then you want to go to the place that has the most carrots, and that is, you know, it doesn't take much time, it's stupidly simple, and I'm in control, and I feel I know what I'm doing. Uh, and so I think all of these together means that when people will be pushed into making their data available, we want to be the place that is the most appealing to make their data available. Figshare has been um, rather open. Uh, for example, you've uh, opened up your, your API for developers to uh, mash up your data um, in, in any um, in, in different ways. Um, this seems rather unusual for a science company, um, where science companies usually tend to be rather conservative in, in the technology space. Um, so, could we chalk this up to you know inspiration from the uh, tech startup scene, or or what? Yeah, definitely. Um, the, there is you know so many success stories, and this this follows on quite nicely from what I was just saying about um, there is examples of where the internet has been used to disrupt certain spaces and been really successful by just following a few simple rules. Uh, I think there's been this long problem with academia where we feel we have to do things in a certain way and we won't necessarily follow the ways that are successful in other areas. Mm -hmm. So by being open, you can see in the, in the music industry and, and what have you by people who will um, upload their songs to YouTube or SoundCloud and what have you and give them away for free to build up a following and you know get people excited about their work and then they do well for themselves in their career and this is the same with um, with regards to Figshare all the data is openly available everything that's made public is under Creative Commons license the author retains the copyright uh, but then you know they can talk to other people about their research outside of their immediate lab and find you know people to collaborate with and and things like that. With regards to the API, every academic database should have, as of default, a good API. Mm -hmm. Because the idea is you want to make the data openly available and accessible, and you want to make the data useful so that people can come along, pull it all out, crunch it all together, and, and really build on top of things. And by, by using the API, uh, we've seen lots of, lots of developers out there come and, and, and uh, use the API to to automate their research and to and to build cool tools that really make their own area of research more efficient, which is really inspiring to see. So, how do you see um, Figure Figshare fitting into the greater um, data hosting landscape? Um, so, so many journals are sending their supplementary data to um, to Dryad, while most journals, um, unfortunately, post their supplementary data. On, on websites. So is the integration with F1000 Research just, just the beginning um, or, or, or more of a, of a one, one time deal? Uh, so yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to cater to, the, to this evolving data sharing landscape uh, as well as we can. Obviously one of the things one of the things that we do quite well is the visualization of lots of different research formats that again publishers struggle with. Uh, and that's where that partnership with Faculty of a Thousand uh, Research came along. And, they, they, you know, there's some really innovative stuff that's come out of that. Uh, my favourite one so far is a, is a publication where you click the graphs and you can... The, the raw data behind the graphs pops up. And I, I, mm -hmm. that was something I really wanted. I thought, 
just a couple of years ago while doing my PhD, I thought that would be something to be really cool. And surely this, we have the technology to do this. Why aren't we doing this? And so the fact that it actually now exists is, is something I really like. Um, we are continuing to work with other publishers. And we are, especially with regards to supplemental data, where there's publishers tend to handle supplemental data badly. They're often just links. Uh, static links and you, you, you can't really tell anything about the data. You don't even sometimes you don't know what format it is. You could download a, a large file and uh, open it up and find out oh, it's in Excel. I don't have Excel or something yeah. like this. So we're we're working with publishers in that respect and, and we will have uh, be rolling out with a few more publishers in twenty thirteen. Um, we're also looking to work with institutions uh, to help the research data management side of things. So the idea that um, if you leave a lab or if you... I had this myself very recently. I had to go back to my old lab and search for files on computers that have now died and, and what have you. And um, it'd be good if there was just a cloud-based solution where you could just... It doesn't have to be all open. It'd be great to push people towards that open space, but just where people can manage their research data from the cloud. So we're, we're working with universities to to set something like that up. So some, some topic-specific uh, science databases have been uh, extremely successful, for example, um, GenBank with genetic data. Um, so do you think this a certain lack of focus in your service might make it harder to get traction in terms of, you know, for example, a lot of people reuse data from GenBank because it has this very narrow focus and it's all sort of very similar data and you can, you know, that, that like if you're going there, you're going to get that data and you can get lot of it and it's um, it's focused on that so do you think the lack of focus in your service will make it harder for for uptake it's a really good question I um, I specifically opened up Figshare to all academic areas with the idea that, that there is a lot of overlap and there's a lot of blurred lines um, one thing I should mention is we are looking to push to these fantastic repositories that you're mentioning, such as GenBank, so you can upload to Figshare and push it straight into your repository of choice. Um, but we're, we're also thinking that um, by filtering the content in a certain way, um, you'll be able to negotiate the content on Figshare easier. So if you are an ecologist and, and you want to come along, you, you probably don't care what's going on in uh, you know the astrophysics world. Mm -hmm. And so we wouldn't expect you to browse the content in that way. And we're doing things such as the ability to follow individual uh, users who may be in your fields area, follow tags and categories and save searches. Uh, so you just get that funnel of content that's directly customized for you. Um, of course, there are already, you know, some subject areas that have a lot more content than others. But uh, by working with the publishers and by working with different areas of, of where the research is being done we're thinking that we can build up this database where you know some aspects of biology might spill over into chemistry and and you might be working on very similar areas of sub uh, of study to somebody in a completely different field and you'd never read their research mm -hmm. um, and you'd never you'd never find their content if it weren't for the fact that you were somehow loosely related through which we can work out through tags and and, and similar things on Figshare. What do you hope to see in um, data sharing five years from now? So this is, this is a good question and this is a, a genuine 
thing that I believe that in five years, you know, particularly with the government push and what have you and the funder push at the moment, I, I get the idea that in five years we will be getting to a point where all researchers will be making all of their research outputs available in a way that it can be easily built on top of. And this, this is under, you know, uh, the least restrictive licenses. This is so people can come along and just mash up all of the data that everything we know about this subject, you can physically interrogate, add your own data to it, and build on top of all of the research that the world knows about to this date. So five years might be very optimistic for that point, but that's, that's definitely where I think we'll be headed, and I, I think it's a good thing. I've been speaking with Mark Hannell of Figshare for the Journal of Ecology podcast. I'm Scott Chamber.